0: This is episode number 21 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to episode number 21 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. So on this episode, I'm going to focus on how to motivate your team, even during a time of crisis. And many companies, big and small, have had unbelievable challenges in the last couple of months and it's very very difficult to keep your team motivated when there's so much negative in and around us. So on this episode I'm going to show you a few things that you can do to keep morale up and and keep your team motivated during stressful times. So the episode is brought to you by the Leaders Institute, and if you're not familiar with my organization, with the Leaders Institute, it's a, it's a, it's a company that helps individuals and other companies improve soft skills, and, and really in the, in the post-COVID world, we're, we are seeing a brand new what I call success marker. You know, companies and, and customers are looking for leaders who can adapt to change in a really fast-paced environment. And, and these are the things that the Leaders Institute really specializes in. So we help leaders and potential leaders develop skills that allow them to motivate their team more effectively, problem solve, increase creativity, build teamwork, those things that are really critical right now. So if you're looking for a way to motivate your team or, or train your employees to be more autonomous and more, more successful, then go to leadersinstitute.com and click the I'd like more information link and uh, one of our instructors will follow up with you. All right, so let's get on with today's topic. So the topic today is, do you really know how to motivate your team? And one of the things that we know is that leadership and management skills are are not coded into our DNA as human beings. They're they're skills, and they're skills that are honed over time through things like study and research and experimentation and sometimes just through trial and error. But really, one of the things that, that can be really challenging for managers and for leaders is, and this is even during optimal times when everything is going really well, is motivating your team. But when a crisis is going on, the difficulty of keeping your team motivated increases dramatically. So um, let's kind of focus real quick before we actually get started into the tips on what actually motivates team members. This is something that's that's really interested, interesting because... Um, you ask any manager what motivates their workers and he or she will often create a list that is topped with, you know, recognition of good work, you know, a paycheck and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we, we, we all know that those things are, are really important, but um, it, it, what's funny is that very few of these managers and leaders have ever actually talked to their team members about what truly motivates them. Um, the answers that if you if you ask that question by the way, the answers that you get may be pretty surprising, even enlightening. Uh, in fact, a, a few years back, a, a couple of writers from the Harvard Business Review conducted a really extensive study study about the subject and I mean the results that they came up with were pretty revolutionary and they, and they kind of changed the way that we see managers and leaders uh, because the the researchers had, had basically had hundreds of employees complete journal entries at the end of each day. At the end, So they would finish a work day and then before they would go home or whatever, they would uh, create a, a journal entry. And in the entry, they were just, they were asked a, a number of different questions, you know, it was part of, the, part of the study, but one of the things, one of the main things that they were asked to do is to rate the day at the end of the day, at the end of the work day. Was this a good day or was this a, a bad day at work? And the results were pretty surprising. One of the major components of what happened to people when they selected a good day at, at work was that progress was made in meaningful work. It was it was the thing that, that scored highest in those situations. Now, I've been a leadership coach for 25 plus years now. When I started coaching high-level leaders and managers 20 plus years or so ago, my main coaching style was to focus the leaders on improving their people skills, you know, dealing with their with their their team more effectively. The reason was pretty simple it was because people who work for you will always do a better job if there is a high level of trust and a high level of respect between each other and also between them and the leader. So a leader who, you know, belittles his or her team will, will likely have a, a Pretty low productivity. Leaders who build high a high level of trust, though, they tend to have more. They have a, a more productive workforce. Their, their their work their team typically does a better job. So, in the Harvard Business Review study, though, they they took this to a much higher level. It explained why the coaching that I'd been doing and, and that my team had been doing for for years at that point uh, was was actually working, because the good. Work days most often including making progress in meaningful work. So not only do they ha- do the people have to see that the work that they're doing is meaningful, that that it's it's something that is changing the world. Maybe you're changing. It's it's got to be something that it, that is important, right? If they don't th- if they think that what they're doing is not really important, they're not going to be that excited about it. But and they also have to see that they 're making progress towards some sort of goal. Uh, bad work days were those where the team members were experiencing what the the researchers called setbacks so So keep in mind that happiness of the team members wasn 't really related to the the success of the meaningful progress for the project just progress so it 's not like they were only happy when the project was finished it's just as, as they were moving toward success once they had a when they were making steps in the right direction that was they were enthusiastic about their about their work when people were moving toward that meaningful goal they they're happier and when and when they experience a setback you know it sounds like common sense by the way it, but when they have that setback they they feel kind of demoralized right um it, it's re- but it really is even though it sounds kind of like common sense it's it's a it's a brilliant ob- observation because a good example of this is um just in in recent times it would be the face mask controversy you know during covid nineteen um, when when business owners had to shut down you know small businesses especially when they had to shut the door of their stores, it was a huge setback i mean they'd been building up their their workforce and and um and so when they had to shut down their doors and and in the beginning, if you recall like at the beginning of the of the, the closures all over the, the world, but especially here in the United States, it was basically for 14, give us 14 days, we'll conquer this thing and, and it'll be great, right? Well, at the end of the 14 days, when the doors were still shut and they couldn't open back up, you know, that was a huge setback. And so it, it morale and the happiness that, for all was pretty dismal at that point. Then all of a sudden, you know, two couple of months later, we we um, at least here in Texas, we moved into the phase one implementation where. Where um, stores were, some stores were were allowed to open up with certain restrictions and that kind of thing. So on, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, they open their doors with an attitude of, "Thank God, this is finally starting to end." Right? Phase two is implemented, and and enthusiasm goes up even more. Phase three is implemented, enthusiasm, um, you know, basically was was really high. At that well, at least higher than what it had been in in months. Then out of the blue a new face mask order was implemented. It's, at least that's what's happened here in, in Texas where a new face mask order was, was implemented. And people who were quote unquote anti-face mask, are, it, they weren't anti-face mask because they wanted people to get sick. And it wasn't because they didn't want to wear a face mask or anything like that. It most likely it's because, um, they, in fact, they don't want this, the, the people that are saying, ah, I am refuse to wear a face mask. It's not like they were saying that because they were um, they want the virus to spread more. In reality, they just see that order, that new order, as a setback to getting back to normal. I mean, they were trying so hard, working so hard, to get back to you know what what we all see as normal, and um, and that that was a, a huge setback. So it, the a lot of times folks will kind of make it political and think that the face mask controversy is because of the actual face mask. It's not the face mask. It's the progress. It's basically the loss of progress. So i mean that is a fantastic analogy to kind of what's happened in a lot of different places around the um the covid-19 crisis is that different people are at different levels within that that hierarchy of satisfaction and happiness and so anytime that they experience what what these researchers are calling a a setback it means that morale is going to drop pretty dramatically so so if you're a manager how can you help your team members progress especially progress in, in what's called or what they would think of as being meaningful, meaningful work. Well, basically, the study mentioned additional items that led to either progress or a setback, one of those two, two areas. So, And these are things that, most, that came mostly from the leader or from the group, or the leader of the group or from other members of the group, that kind of thing. And and these items were related to um, the, the items that were related to the project or for the meaningful work itself were listed as either a catalyst or an inhibitor. Now, don't let the the words kind of throw you off. But basically, a, a catalyst would be anything external that led to more progress on on the project, right? And an inhibitor was any external thing that would make the project harder, right? So. These would include adequate resources to do the job, support from other team members, that kind of thing. So, so basically, a, a, a catalyst could be something as simple as, simple as um, a coworker offering to help on the project or uh, an idea that came from one of the other team members that, that, w- that led to uh, more progress in, in that work a um it could be the resources you know making sure that you have the the adequate uh, funding or time or whatever you need to to make the the the, pro- the project come together or the work come together um the the inhibitors would any would be anything that that caused that work to slow down something some kind of outside force so that's where the face mask thing came in so it was the the order from the state was an outside force that inhibitor caused a lack of progress and, and cause morale to go down pretty dramatically. Now, so the final, so basically those two. So you got your the two different areas that we're looking at here are are you making progress or is it a setback? The 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 um, the um, the uh, catalyst and the uh, inhibitors are the outside things that keep us from making that progress. And the final item that led to happiness was was whether they were working with. Nourishers versus toxins, right? So again, don't let the complicated terms. I mean, these are psychologists that wrote this wrote this um, paper. So don't let the complicated terms used by the researchers confuse you. It, it actually it's really simple. The nourishers include, the, or the nourishments or nourishers, they, they're they're praise or positive comments about the work of the the team member. Right, and the toxins include anything negative aimed at the team member. So the first two um, areas that we talked about were things about the project, the, the things that inhibit or or um, make the project easier. This is about the person. So is 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 there negative things coming toward the person that's on the team, or is there positive things? So. So to, to make this whole thing really, really simple, if you want to motivate your team, you want to encourage positive things related to the meaningful work of that person. And you also want to diminish the negative things that can lead to a setback for the project or or the team member, right? So examples of this would be, you know, in normal times anyway, would be like, let's say your team thinks that the work that they do is insignificant. So if that's the case, then morale is always going to be a challenge. For instance, like when I was in high school, I worked at a fast food restaurant. I mean, serving fried chicken seems pretty insignificant, right? I mean, you know, the the. however, the store that I worked in had a 100% score on the last five, what they call secret shoppers or um, mystery shoppers, whatever they were a visit. So basically once a month somebody would come in they would pretend to be or they would be an actual customer but they would rate the the service that they got and um and the bonuses were paid to the the people who interacted with that secret shopper, right? So, the last five times that somebody had come in five months in a row uh, the, we had had one hundred percent score, which was a record in the in the region it was the longest running one hundred percent success in in the region where our store was located and What my boss said was that if we scored just one more time, we would break the record so we tied the record, so if we scored one more we 'd break the record and he said and, and what he did was he worked a trade out with the movie theater that was in the mall next to us. Uh, to review the, um, to, to reward the entire team with a, a movie night if we broke the record. So it was only, only one person had to, one more person had to get this 100%. So when the, and, and so we, everybody, you know, we kind of knew what time of the month, that the secret choppers tended to, to come in and so everybody was on their best behavior and everything. And one morning or one afternoon uh, when I came in, I kind of noticed that the, the boss had pinned the 100% secret chopper report on the bulletin board and the, the whole crew kind of applauded when that happened. So basically what he had done was he turned a typically kind of mundane activity really into a team building event. He was, he was using that, that, uh, that as a positive, Catalyst, right? He was using the outside force as a positive catalyst to kind of move it. So, the the key to making work significant is is really two things. First, you have to establish mile markers along the way. You have to establish some type of goal, um, and it and if if you set the goal too far in advance then what will happen is it becomes unattainable. So so you want to break that big goal down into mile markers along the way. And then second, once you kind of do that, um, you, you as the leader have to encourage the sharing of success stories within that group. Um, I mean, yeah, it's great when the boss praises an individual, when but when the coworkers do it, spontaneously the praise becomes kind of magic. People want to be esteemed by their their coworkers. Yeah, we want the they want the boss to like them too. But but when the coworkers are saying, God, I respect you. I like you. You're you're good at what you do, it means a whole lot more. So so um sometimes by the way, it's as simple as saying, you know, if you're the boss, if you're the if you're the leader, uh, hey, I'm glad you told me about that. Would you mind sharing that with the group at the next staff meeting? You know, something as simple as that in a in a normal Kind of day to day conversation will, will help build that morale and and get them to share those success stories so how do you so that that's basically everything that I've covered so far is kind of what we would do in a normal type of situation so how do you motivate your team during a time of change or a time of crisis so the opposite of everything that we just covered is true as well. So making progress in a project or solving a tough challenge or completing a difficult task can add to a team member's satisfaction. However, experiencing a setback can be demoralizing. And, and it often takes more positives to overcome even a single negative. Um, and in fact, there was a quote from that, that um that uh, research study that I was talking about, I'm, I'm going to read it just so I don't kind of mess it up so I don't butcher it, but basically the researcher said negative, event, negative events generally have a greater impact on people's emotions, perceptions, and motivation than positive ones, and nothing is more demote- demotivating than a setback. The most, um, the most prominent type of event on on knowledge on knowledge workers' worst days, basically. So, basically, the the, the what what this person is saying is that those negative events they, they they have a greater impact on the negative emotion. So, anytime one of those setbacks occurred, then. Um, they were most likely on that day that one of those setbacks occurred to say that this was a, a a bad day for me, or it was a bad work day. So if we had positive things, they didn't always say this was a good day, but almost always, if they had a negative thing occur, they would say it was a bad day. So you see, it's kind of, it takes more positive sometimes than, than uh, to overcome even one negative. So what happens when you, when a series of negative setbacks are strung together. I mean, keeping morale up is going to be way more challenging. So, um, so w- w- if you kind of keep in mind that satisfaction from the team comes from activities like uh, things like we talked about making progress at work or figuring something out or the completion of difficult tasks. So luckily, or I guess really unluckily, depending on how you, you kind of view it, Difficult challenges are plentiful when you're in the middle of a crisis. So if you think about it, necessity is the mother of invention. I'll give you some examples from, from basically what we've done here at, at our company. So when, when COVID-19 first hit, we started noticing that a few of our clients who had meetings coming up started postponing them. Um, a couple of weeks after that, though, then we started seeing meetings cancel. And it was a huge challenge for a company that specializes in making meetings more fun and in-person training classes, which is what we do, right? So one of these clients uh, during that time period who had to cancel her program, she asked if she asked us if there was some way to do a team activity virtually. Now, I mean, if you think about it, like most of the time when we're doing team activities, it's in-person meetings where we're using our, our um, presentation skills and and making the, the activity really fun and high energy and enthusiastic and that kind of thing. And um, so she said, hey, can you do something similar through like a, a Zoom call? Which for the most part are kind of boring <laughs> for the most part anyway, right? And um, you know, out of desperation, we we're like, okay, well, we'll see what we can figure out. So, um, you know, if you think about it, for the most part, Zoom calls. I mean, I got my entire team together on a Zoom on on a Zoom call, and and I even told them. I think these were probably this is probably pretty close to a quote from me. You know, for the most part, Zoom calls are really boring and a lot of times really one sided. So, how can we make a Zoom call with over 100 people be more fun and interactive? And, and on that team, by the way, on my, my team of experts, I had folks that were experts with, with all different kind of backgrounds. You know, one was a technology expert. One other was an expert at improvisational comedy. Uh, about half were professional speakers. So we started the process by looking at the programs that we already had that might m- most easily lend themselves to a, a virtual delivery. And we settled on a couple of them. One was our, our team escape room. Uh, and it took a few weeks to perfect the process. But but when we finished the first virtual escape room, we got overwhelmingly positive feedback. I mean, I can remember saying to one of my instructors I, I, when it was over, I, I remember kind of calling him up, or it was like on another Zoom call. But I, but I said, Man, I, I, I don't think I, I'm ever going to leave the office again. That was so positive. It was so cool. It was like, Wow. I, the, and by the way, once that happened, once we had that success because we had worked together, to conquer that difficult task, to figure it out, to do something that nobody else had, had done, right? And so once we did that, morale just kind of shot through the roof. I mean, we all knew that we were a part of something really special. And and what made the process so inspiring was that each person on the team felt like they were instrumental in the success because they were, right? So, basically, if you're if you want to um, motivate your team during a crisis, these are some steps that you that you want to do. The first thing Step number one is you. You want to talk to your team members one on one as often as possible. Uh, when when your team members get discouraged, you as the leader have a powerful role in helping them stay focused. You know, sometimes it's just a simple positive affirmation like, um, hey, "Hey, I know that you're required. You know, I know that what we're requiring you to do is is really hard, but I know you'll figure it out." You know, something like that that, that can really help uh, build the morale of of the, the person who's kind of struggling. So when morale is low and stress is high, Every day without some type of positive interaction with the leader has the potential to lead to one of those bad work days that we talked about earlier. Um, the second thing that you want to do is set mini goal mile markers. So you want to break your big goals and projects into bite-sized pieces. So as the team accomplishes those mini goals, by the way, you want to praise them. You know, a good analogy is in where I got the the, the mile markers from is, is a marathon, right? I've never actually run a marathon. I can't imagine why you'd even want to run a marathon my wife does it I don't I don't get it myself but I do know how I would think about a marathon if if there was just a start starting line and then a finish line I mean most of people are going to be like me they would quit within the first you know 100 feet because the mile markers are really important to morale once you get to the first mile oh gosh okay I'm still feeling pretty good second mile okay this is whew, okay All right, I've done this many times before but you know once you get to like I'm assuming, anyway. Uh, once you get to, you know, ten or fifteen or something, it's like, man, I'm not stopping now. Man, I'm half, I'm over halfway. I mean, I can't quit now. It was too hard to get here. I'm not going to quit, right? And that's the way the mile markers kind of work for you. So set those mile markers up for your team and and praise them as they reach those mile markers. Uh, next, you want to make sure that your team has the resources and the support that they need. Um, I, I, I'll give you a really good example of this. I, I Typically, don't um, don't let out bad information about any of my um, clients, and I'm not going to tell you the name of the client or who this was or anything. But it was it was a kind of an awkward moment because I did a virtual meeting for the for a team. It, it, this was just a couple of days ago, and and it, the client uh, wanted to improve team communication during, you know, the the um, having while they're having remote meetings and stuff like that. And one of the team members was using a laptop so old that it didn't have a camera or an internal microphone. So how on earth do they expect these people to um, to, to function as a team in a post-COVID world without proper tools i mean that that should be like step number one is to make sure that your team members are able to communicate they have the the proper technology to to kind of do it so it was it made for kind of a frustrating coaching session with with the team because one of the people had to kind of keep chatting with us and everything because because he didn't have a didn't have a microphone right um pretty cheap and easy to kind of get that done so um one other thing that you want to keep in mind is that you want to try to minimize the setbacks as best you can you want you have to really anticipate how your current plan can run off the rails and you want to have a plan B and in some cases a plan C and, and really in 2020, man, for some of you that are probably listening, if you're listening to this like five years from now, you're going, Oh my God, man, I'm glad I didn't, I I remember that. Right. So, um, in 2020 you might want to have a plan D and E and F G as well, right? Just in case. So you have to have the, the alternate routes, um, the next thing you want to do is, is be the motivating force in your team. So you want to realize that your team will be deflated by things that are outside of your control. Um, You as a leader can motivate your team by showing how even the negative things that happen can either be a learning experience or an opportunity for for growth. And, and, um, and those are, I mean, that it, it takes some practice to be able to do that when you're in the, in the, the middle of, of kind of negatives and stuff like that, it can be kind of challenging, but you can always learn from it. It can always be an opportunity. Um, every crisis has opportunity kind of built into it. So keep those things in mind and they can really help you motivate your team during a, a real time of crisis. So go out and use these things. Go motivate your team and we'll see you next week on the High Impact Leaders Podcast.